You got attuned to the Texas Standard. I'm David Brown. South Texas, that's where I stay. Those words from the late rapper Pimp C, edited for broadcast fans, will note, exemplify the fierce regional pride you'll find in the Houston area rap scene. It's the subject of a new book, Houston Rap Tapes, an oral history of Bayou City Hip Hop which is out this month from the University of Texas Press. It's something of an encyclopedic look at the local scene, told over dozens of interviews, Texas MCs with platinum-selling records, but also the lesser-known rappers, producers, promoters, and hustlers comprising the lifeblood of Houston hip-hop. Lance Scott Walker is the man behind this new book and a native of Galveston, Texas. Lance, welcome to the Texas Standard. Thank you for having me. This is an expanded edition of your book, I suppose we should point out. How long have you been working on this project? I mean, making these contacts, compiling these interviews, that sort of thing? Since 2005, the the photographer Peter Best started this project on his own uh, as just a photo project in 2004, and then he brought me aboard in early 2005. And our other books came out in 2013 and 2014, but basically I just never stopped. And so that that ended up resulting in the, the new edition where we were able to stuff a lot more into what we were doing. So when you, if you're starting out in 2004, 2005, um, tell us a little bit about how Houston sort of put itself on the map uh, when it comes to hip-hop music. I mean, wh- how far back do you have to go to sort of see the roots here? Well, the, the way we did it, we, you know, we, at the point where we started, it was right before there was a big Houston wave of popular artists that, that you know, got into the mainstream, Mike Jones, Slim Thug, Paul Wall. So we really used that as sort of a starting point and a reverse point because we, we were right before that wave happened. So that was great because it got us in with a lot of people we might not otherwise have been able to meet once everything started and got crazy. Fofos, I'm tipping. Wood grain, I'm gripping. Catch me lying, switching with the pain dripping. Turn your neck and your dang missing. Me and Slim, we ain't tripping. I'm figure flipping and sir sipping like do or die. I'm poking. We just went backwards through the history from that point. Um, so we kind of got to see everything happen. It was really a, a watershed moment. But, you know, our interest was in telling the history, so it was nice to be able to have that sort of timeline to work with. Mm-hmm. But but what about the history itself? Why Houston? Why did it become a hotbed for this music? Well, you know, it's a huge city. It's a, it's a big southern city. It's a, the largest city in the south. And uh, there's people who come to Houston uh, to work from all over the region, all over the world, really. So it's a very fertile, rich, cultural city, as people in Houston themselves know. Um, but I don't think it's really looked on that way, or hasn't been, at least classically, uh, in the past as, as far as the the, na- the national hip-hop scene. And so, you know, it being such a massive city with lots of creative people in it, they sort of fended for themselves and, and you know, made their own records and released them on their own labels and created their own scene. You know, I think anytime something is fertile like that and that there's just lots and lots of artists making records, it always provides an, an interesting area in which to sort of micro-focus. Hmm. So Houston, obviously, the first love comes from the fact that I lived there for 14 years. I'm <laughs> right. from Galveston. Uh-huh. But, you know, once you start really getting into it, it's just such a mass, massive cultural cachet. In, in the foreword, Willie D., who's one of the rappers from the Ghetto Boys, says, I can't stand the writers, reporters, and so-called journalists who stick microphones in the face of people and they don't know what they're talking about. And he goes on to say, this was definitely not the case with you and the photographer uh, working with you, Peter Best. Uh, say something more about how you got to know your subject, how you, how you first got immersed in, in their world. 
lots of listening, uh, lots of listening, <laughs> both 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 to the music and uh, and to the stories. You know, the whole uh, reason that that this project came about, like I said, Peter Best started it off as a photo project, but after he had been working on it for a few months, he said, you know, every time I, I go out and I do photo shoots, I hear these amazing stories. It was just there was so much for us to to work with um, as we developed our project. Lots of getting idea an idea of what we really wanted to do mm-hmm. and getting really re- getting really good at explaining that to people very simply and and bringing um, examples of our work as as we as I started transcribing interviews and as he started printing photos we'd bring sort of a mock-up book with us to the neighborhoods and show people hey huh. look, this is this is what we're working on yeah. so we were we would try to be as transparent as we could um, you know being a couple of white guys coming into the neighborhood uh, we, we we felt very welcomed and um, and we felt very lucky to be there. You know, it's, it's interesting because you mentioned Paul Wall is a name that I think even casual hip-hop fans might recognize. Bun B. Big Bun B, the baby, Mr. Woodgrain. With diamonds up against them, balling through your hood, man. But there are dozens of artists who never achieve that level of recognition. Uh, as you were telling their stories, was were there some that, that sort of, uh, I don't know, were more eliminating uh, something, anything that struck stuck out to you uh, as you talked to those folks who were working the trenches. Well, you know, those are those are fascinating stories for me um, because a lot of people that I interview in the book haven't ever really been interviewed before. You know, they they might be artists that people know from here or there. Oh, okay, yeah, he was on that song. Okay, I know that big song that was really popular. Yeah, but have you ever heard from that person? Have you ever heard their story? Do you know anything about? you know, what what they went through. Maybe they were on this one big hit song, but uh, what about the, the rest of what was going on in their lives? So, you know, for, for me, that was the most interesting thing. Somebody who's been interviewed dozens and dozens of times is, you know, they, they know the game. They, they've, they've been there. They've done that. But uh, sometimes there'd be people who hadn't really got a chance to tell that story and they were really enthusiastic about it and they really opened up. And, you know, in a couple of cases, I had to call somebody back and say, hey, listen, I went through our interview and I transcribed this part. Are you OK with me? You know, running this mm-hmm. part. And they said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been waiting to do that interview for a long time. Mm. So, you know, th- those were the fascinating stories for me. Yeah. You know, it- it's funny because you know, you think about Houston hip hop and it's obviously uh, it's not homogenous. I mean, you've got the south side and, and the north side. Right. You've mm-hmm. You've got what happened back in the 70s and you've got what's happening as we look toward the future. But if someone were to press you on a through line here, I mean, something that kind of ties together the success of Houston rap, what would mm-hmm. it be? Oh, rap a lot records, for sure. My mother's always dressing, I ain't living right. But I ain't going out without a fight. See, every time I... Rap a lot records was the was the label that you know the first the, it wasn't I wouldn't say it's the first label in Houston that was releasing hip hop records but it was the first certainly the first hip hop label and the way that James Prince uh, structured his label you know it was, was proved inspiring for 
generations to follow, people that had nothing to do with rap a lot as far as their recording career still kind of looked to him and said, oh, okay, well, this is, this is the way you can do it. You know, you can make a record label and you can, you can keep it here in town and you can do it things your own way. I mean, even the, the late DJ Screw, who released tapes out of his house uh, and eventually opened a store that just sold his records, even he was influenced by that. And, you know, so rap a Records is still a relevant record label. They still release records. And, you know, James Prince just wrote a book this year. So that's certainly a, a constant thread that everybody in Houston is aware of and, and I would say inspired by. Houston Rap Tapes, an oral history of Bayou City hip-hop out October 15th from the University of Texas Press. The author and the interviewer behind it, Lance Scott Walker. Lance, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out to talk with us on the Texas Standards. Fascinating. Thanks so much for having me. I'm a, 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 I'm a,